G'day. Everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Town. Hard and fast in the cup, and it's off as Jim and Caruto going stride for stride. General Dubai's had the run and is looking for a run between horses. They're followed by Kiki Coco and Festival Prince Caruto still on the outside of Office Jim. They're followed then by General Dubai having trouble getting to them, and then Festival Prince running on Caruto and Office Jim. Office Jim and Caruto stride for stride. They go Tilly getting into Office Jim. He lifts him over the line, takes the cup. Office Jim beats Caruto. A long breakaway third. Might be Festival Prince over Kiki Coco. That was the Dolby Cup last weekend. Brett Moody, the broadcaster. Uh, of course, the boys are going to look at that meeting and a heap of others bush beat this morning. Tony Clements, good morning, Tony. Good morning, Steve. Hello to you and good morning, everyone. Welcome to Bushbeat for another week on Radio Tab, rounding up the country news. And I guess we can almost call it the old firm winning another country cup, can't we? Bubba Tilly and Pat Webster combining there with Office Gym and a ding-dong go down in Caruto and Festival Prince. But the uh, the front two is uh, mood set in the call. They were battling it out all the way down the straight. It wasn't the only feature at Bunya Park last Saturday. The uh, Ploughing Cup is a time-honoured race and went to a $41 shot, if you don't mind. The Bill Keenan train, Dalisma, written by Kenji Yoshida, was able to outgun them, beating Royal Court by two lengths and motion sensor running third in that. News on the show today of what happened in the Atherton Cup with Play Me Now successful on Saturday. The Gippy Spring Cup went to Hurricane Hall. The Springshaw Cup went to Most Impressive. And talking of cups... The Country Cups Challenge Series gets underway this weekend. News on that coming up on the show this morning as well. First leg of that is going to be the uh, Longridge Cup coming up on Saturday. Making his way to Longridge, he's man- managed to find uh, somewhere on the side of the road to be able to have a chat to us on Bushbeat this morning. Is Rob Black. Good morning, Rob. Yeah, good morning, Tony. Good morning, Steve. Uh, good morning, listeners. Yeah, I've just I couldn't quite make it to Bar Colden to get into uh, the complete range and a little bit of Russian organising and... And a little bit of interruption trying to get there, Tony, but we've managed to pull up about 5Ks uh, the east side of Bar Calden and finding our way back to Longreach, of course, for that big meeting this weekend after having attended a beautiful wedding at uh, Craigley Stud for uh, Crystal Johnson and Nathan Arnold. Now, Mr and Mrs Arnold, it was a wonderful uh, reception uh, and a wonderful ceremony up on the hill overlooking Craig Lee and uh, Crystal did a marvellous job I can tell you this she did the whole planning from what I can gather Tony Marilyn uh, her mum uh, said we just had to wait for Crystal to tell us what was needing to be done that got <laughs> done and of course uh, Stan in his usual way was making sure that he just did whatever Crystal did and waited for the delegation but he did a beautiful thing during his speech rather than worry about words uh, to show Crystal's achievements, he used vision and replayed about five of the famous Craig Lee wins. So, brought a bit of cheering and everything to the uh, to the ceremony at night. But it was uh, wonderful to see. Uh, after ten years, I believe, of waiting, <laughs> they are now married, Mr. and Mrs. Arnold. Congratulations, Crystal and Nathan. And in, in a, uh, a true racing wedding fashion, they did it on a Sunday instead of trying to, to say, you know, how do we manage to work this into a meet, uh, a time when meetings aren't going to interfere or something? Everyone was able to race on Saturday and I saw plenty of social media posts of people coming from near wide and far to get to the uh, Johnston-Arnold wedding there on a Sunday. <laughs> in fact, Crystal had uh, Craig Lietner in at Dolby and I think... That's the one piece of advice she took from mum and dad. Maybe you scratch, you don't need to be there the day before your wedding, saying we need to get set up. So she took the advice, all worked out beautifully, and uh, good luck, Crystal, with uh, future winners coming your way. 
Now, Rob, I mentioned that this Saturday Longreach Cup is the first of the Country Cup's challenge qualifiers. Let me just clarify that it's actually the joint. Uh, we we, we all, are all headed towards Longreach on the weekend, but, yeah, it's the joint first legs because there's actually two other legs this weekend. Mm. Uh, Tarum Cup is also a Country Cup's challenge qualifier, as is the Mount Isa Spring Cup. Um, and the first of the Stampede qualifiers is going to be at the uh, TAB meeting at Ewan. The Ewan Amateurs are on this Friday and Saturday. And after the success of having the Friday meeting as a TAB program last year, they're backing that up again this year. Mount Isa will also hold a uh, Stampede qualifier coming up on Saturday. And while we're looking at the uh, the carnivals and what's happening this weekend, the other big carnival that's on Friday and Saturday, it's Twin Hills for 2023. Ladies Bracelet Day Friday and Twin Hills Cup Day on Saturday. It's always a busy, busy weekend, uh, this middle weekend of the September holidays. But uh, And, of course, you're heading to the Longreach Cup for whichever number it is. Um, and uh, that's where I'll end up on Saturday, of course. But uh, we look forward to that. And they had good nominations, the 87 nominations. I, I know you'll be able to get tickets and get in. And I think uh, the early bird ones may have finished. But uh, just jump online and you'll find out all that. But wonderful fashions. The field, look, there's so many of these country meetings. They're going to have a great weekend this weekend. And uh, when you've got on top of that, as you said, the Stampede and the Country Cups qualifiers to kick off proceedings in this next uh, batch of bonus races for country horses. And I must I must put that plug in again, Tony. You've probably got the, the website there that Cameron Partington from the uh, Trainers Association has got going. I know I saw it last night and shared it again where the jockeys can uh, indicate where they're going. And the beaut thing about it, if we can get every jockey's name up there, it really does show your supply of jockeys as well. And I'll talk more about supply and demand of jockeys in coming weeks. But um, that supply factor, it's really good to be able to get the communication and to see the names there and then, and then just look across and look down the date and say, yep, there's X number of these jockeys are at Longreach or at the Tarum or they're at uh, Ewan. It really should help uh, owners and trainers with uh, engagement of jockeys for the weekend. Now, that page is the jockey availability page that is available through QRISP. It's at www.qrisp.info slash jockey availability. You'll find plenty of posts about it on uh, Facebook. They're getting the word out there near, wide and far. But, yes, the Queensland Racing Industry Support Program is QRISP, Q-R-I-S-P. So it's qrisp.info slash jockey hyphen availability. Jockeys, it's up to you to uh, get your details in there so that everyone knows where you're going and keep it updated along the way. And it should work really well. And uh, Cameron updated yesterday to say that there's currently 75 Queensland jockeys on the page. And I guess, yeah, Fantastic. more and more being added to it every day. Yeah, and uh, it's a case of use it or lose it, isn't it? Get in and support it and it'll stay there. And, and hopefully it can it can link to maybe the Racing Queensland website so that it's uh, easily accessible for everyone if they can't remember uh, the particular website. Uh, but great to see. I noticed uh, Cameron also mentioned to a jockey who had put up uh, about uh, suggesting getting rides somewhere and he said, oh, make sure you go on this site and put it on there. So he's, he's doing a great job getting that out there. And uh, as I said, uh, in terms of the supply of jockeys, and even to just see that list of names of who is out there, how many of apprentices, how many senior jockeys, etc., uh, gives it all concisely in one good spot. So fantastic work. And just to give you an idea of the sort of info is there, I've just opened the page up. So, for example, I can open it up and look as far ahead as the end of the month and see that Luke Miller's going to be riding at Junda on the 30th of... Uh, 
of uh, September and also then riding at Charleville on that Sunday meeting they have on the 1st of October. And if I scroll a little bit further down, uh, Gabby Simmons is at Mackay today, riding at Ewan on Friday and Saturday. Uh, and go you know further on, I can see that Carl Spry is at Mackay today, Ewan on the weekend, but then riding at uh, Townsville on Friday the 29th. And at this stage, tossing up either Innisfail or Mackay, or maybe Carl's riding at both on Saturday the 30th. So there's a good couple of weeks range in there. You can actually plot and plan a fair way ahead and look and say, OK, especially for something like, say, a Twin Hills or a Ewan, uh, have a look in there and say, right, who's going to these particular carnivals? Uh, there are even uh, spots in there I see that Rob Thorburn is going to Lismore on Thursday and he's got Grafton Tuesday of next week before riding at Kilcoy later in the month and then Ballina at the beginning of October. So there's plenty of flexibility in there and all of the data is there. You just have to be able to get on there uh, at the website and you'll be able to uh, sort out jockeys where you're going to let everybody else know and uh, for trainers and connections, yeah, you'll be able to find your riders pretty easily. And jockeys keep using the social media for your own platforms that you're doing because between the uh, the two of them, we'll get the best results. A little bit of other news just before we get into our first guest this morning. Uh, with daylight saving looming coming up at the beginning of October, for the first time in 17 and a half years, Bushbeat is going to be on at a different time. We'll be moving forward an hour with daylight saving and moving to 9.30 on Tuesday mornings. It's from the first Tuesday in October. So you've still got a couple of weeks to get used to it. And for those that have always uh, had their morning tea smoker around that time and listened into Bushbeat, sorry about that. Uh, powers beyond our control of that we've had to move forward. You'll still be able to get the podcast replay at the usual pages. Uh, we put it out on the Country Punters page on Facebook. It goes up on uh, Radio Tab Oz Twitter page as well with the link there to the podcast each and every week. But you'll have to reset your watch, Rob, and be on an hour earlier from the beginning of October. Into our first uh, cup <laughs> replay from the, uh, the weekend. I'll try not Let's to be the first one that misses the, the correct time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure we'll send you reminders. Into our uh, first cup from the weekend. Here's what happened in the Atherton Cup on Saturday. As the field starts to bunch up and they pack at the 600. It's Tutelage in front, but he's there on Sufferance. American Saint has gone up. They were followed then by Love on Sunday. Or waiting and out now. Looking for a run was Play Me Now. And they were followed then by Motor Mayers, who's going to go up behind them. And then came Gallic and Rickendite's going to go to the inside. American Saint, has he got anything left? Tutelage is fighting on. Play me now, which run may have gone. Tutelage, he's got a second wind. Tutelage has kicked back. Coming at it now is Play Me Now. Tutelage, play me now. Play me now. The outside, play me now. Play me now, beat Tutelage in a Lacey Morrison able to lift Play Me Now across the line for trainer Maria Pateris beating Tutelage and American Saint in the, Barry Val the Barron Valley Hotel Liquor Legends and Forex Atherton Cup on Saturday. Let's check in with our NQ correspondent Peter Rowe to tell us all about Atherton Cup Day. G'day Pete. Morning, Tony. Morning, Rob. How are you? Yeah, good this yeah, morning. Good morning, thought, uh, geez, Rob. Peter. Um, great, thank you. Hopefully you're well up there in the far north. Sorry? You're Have right, I lost Peter? No, no, I'm still here. <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought I'd lost you. Yeah, we just got a delay, Tony, with Robert at the moment. We'll try and sort that out, but Peter Rose right to go. Yeah, no, we've got uh, just a little link there while uh, Rob is on the road this morning. Peter, great day. And look, uh, from what we saw on social media, great crowd there at Atherton, as always, for these big uh, North Queensland Cup programs. 
Yeah, most definitely. They had a, a bumper crowd. They got plenty of backpackers, plenty of youth, plenty of fancy dress. Um, there was a foot relay race after the last. And I didn't see the thong throwing contest this year, though. That's normally <laughs> hit on Aspen Cup Day. But no, it was a great day of racing, great crowd. And it was really what country racing is about, I suppose, isn't it? I'm just going to have another go there, Tony and Peter, and ask Peter, the, the win by Play Me Now, maybe not unexpected by the betting, but um, a little bit different in that it had tried to lead in the Cairns Amateur Cup and came from behind in a very good ride by Lacey Morrison. Yeah, it was definitely winding back the clock. It was two of our previous top quality stayers, Tutelage and Play Me Now, fighting out the finish, and you spot on there. Um, the Amateur Cup, They both of them actually went hammer and tong in front. And the reason I know is because my horse was three deep outside them trying to get over. But um, <laughs> Tutelage, Tutelage led on a really soft lead. Lacey parked up right behind and I'm playing me now. And um, it was a really good ride. I thought Tutelage had pinched it halfway up the straight for Ronnie and Janelle. Would have been uh, a good win for them with, obviously, the, the Donners um, losing Janice during the year. So um, it would have been a great win for old Tutelage. But it was really good to see him bounce back into form. But playing me now, got the bob in. Um, and as you said, Lacey Morrison had her best again. Yeah, it was um, part of a winning double for Lacey and part of a winning double for Charlie Hoffman. Uh, tell us about those results, Pete. Yeah, Lace took out an earlier race on Side Hustle. Um, it was a, a good race. It was a um, benchmark of 0-60, 1,200. It was plenty of speed on that in that race. The Marnie um, under Lauren Gurnia, one of our four kilo claimers, ran them along in front there and and she kicked away at the top of the straight and looked like Bamani was going to make it another win up at Atherton, but side hustle, same thing, peeled off their back and, and held on for a strong finish in front of always written off and, and crowning moment. Um, and and it's, as I, I always say about Atherton, it's horses for courses because come out in the next race and locally trained Bonnie Thon, um, stepping up in open company for the first time against some pretty handy ones. Um, Rise has got it wrong. Ruby July wasn't $15. She was a fifty favourite and expected just to blow them away. But Bonnie Thon trained on the course, Rachel Tread. A really aggressive ride by Rachel, actually. I made comment after the race I was talking to her, and she really put the stick away and was hands and heels like an old-school jockey, which you don't see too often these days. And um, she got the best out of Bonnie Thon using the legs and, and really punching it out. So it was a good win for Rachel, and that was, um, yeah, two two winners for Charlie on the day, which you often see when you go up to Atherton. Now, Wicked Dreamer won the first race of the day in the uh, Tolga Hotel Maiden Plate with Carl Spry aboard, but importantly, for Mady Taylor, first winner I see in quite a while. Yeah, and probably my favourite winner of the day. We we raced Daydreamer, the, the dam of Wicked Dreamer, and we've had three out of the, out of her. Previously, we had BYO, Mixed Dream, and Rio, who are all winners, and, and Wicked Dreamer is the three-year-old by Wicked Intent. Um, but it was really, really good to see for Aileen McDonald, the, who stands wicked in 10 and who we bred the horses with. Um, she lost her father during the week and had to go over to Scotland and um, to see him come out and win that put a smile on her face and maybe does a good job with his small team. And, and he's been going to win a race, Wicked Dreamer, and probably met the weakest field he's met in a long time and he put him away quite convincingly. So um, it was it was a good a good day for, for Aileen to, to be able to put a smile on her face after the tough week she's had. Yep, those first two races, odds on favourites getting in and uh, both Carl Spry and Scott Sheargold, two jockeys uh, that are in form and uh, Scott taking out the second for Rodney Miller on Guapo. Yeah, good tough win on speed. It showed plenty of speed. Um, it was a, actually for a Class B at Atherton, it was a really strong field. You had horses like Neverton back in class, Sonic Lights, an up-and-coming horse. 
um, Actories, Mini Beer, they're all racing really well. Uh, but Guapo first up, 59 kilos. We weren't sure if Scotty, Scotty was going to be able to ride. He come back in a bit worse for wear after the first race on Mrs. Perkins and Ambos checked him over and gave him the all clear, so he bounced back. Neverton was a really good run, probably held up where it really needed to get going and Sonic Light, I think the top three out of that, they'll be winning plenty of more races. You only had a couple of runners up there on the day, Pete, so you and Dad Trev. Uh, first of all, I've got to ask how Trev's doing, but uh, mixed results for the stable, a couple of uh, third and fourths? Yeah, look, uh, our track's closed for, our grass is closed for four and five weeks, so we had to take a, like Actories and Adam Inaby, they both went up there for a really good hit out for you and that's their target this weekend. Um, so we're happy with both of them. You know, not often you say you're happy when your horse gets beaten 10 lengths and run last, but a 1,000 metres is a bit bit short for him. He'll step up to the 1,700 at Ewan. was really good. He's just as tough as they come. He's a little horse and had no luck. He missed the kick and had to circle him, so for him to run on for fourth was really good. Um, and Divine Wit, that was that really impressed me. He, a new horse to the stables. I haven't had, had him long, and he's a really, really hot horse, and race day in Cairns, his first start for me took four of us to saddle him up and he was just an absolute mess and took him to Atherton, was confident he'd run a good race if he behaved and he was a completely different animal, stood in the tie-ups all day, saddled him by myself like he was just a complete different horse and then raced accordingly, so that was it was a good And I mentioned uh, two of the jockeys in good form I did me- uh, should mention Pietro Romeo getting that win on Eero as well with win number six from 55 yeah, what a tough win, 62.5 kilos. I know people are looking at it was a benchmark 50 at Atherton, but winning with 62.5 anywhere is a big feat. And for, for Bobby Maguire, travelling six hours for the two horses to go around and and getting the job done. And, and look, to be fair, it, it had won six races and the second and third horse are both class ones, mm. but it's also a nine-year-old and he's been around and you know a really, really tough win. And I must say, it was a 10 out of 10 ride. Pietro took the seat, sit three pairs back on the fence and never went around a horse. So um, it's good to see him back riding and riding well. And one of the nice nice jockeys you'll meet, Pietro, he's you know, always the first to put his hand up to take a ride for you and gives them all a 110% chance. So um, it was a good win for him and a good, really good win for Bobby. He had a big smile on his face, that's for sure. I think Atherton's next meeting comes up with the country stampede qualifier coming up on the 14th of October. And as you mentioned, Cairns out of action for four or five weeks while the uh, the grass renovation is on. But pretty well, uh, pretty much, uh, got to say, Cannon Park came through both the Cairns Cup Carnival and the Cairns Amateurs Carnival uh, in uh, in flying colours. Yeah, it was good. Plenty of racing. Um, horses won from everywhere. It was the usual on the Friday of the amateurs. Everyone thought, oh, no, Kansas had a drop of rain. We've got to get to the outside fence. But <laughs> Nathan Thomas proved that theory wrong. He, he was hard up against the fence on Kunung Hill and got the money. So the next day, obviously, with a bit of dry weather, it was it was true racing all across the track, which was good. So it's having a good break now, getting a bit of renovations done to the grass. And we're, we're back on the 17th of October. So that'll be good. But plenty of nice bush carnivals between now and then. Well, enjoy the trip out to you, and we'll catch up with you soon. Perfect. Sounds good. Good on you, Peter. Peter Rowe there, checking in with what's happened at Atherton on the weekend with Play Me Now taking out the cup there. Here's what happened in the Springshaw Cup on Saturday.
as they travel towards the 500 metre mark. And most impressive out wider on the track is a length in front of Think High. They're followed by Muron. Well, three lengths back in the field came Test of War. They're followed by Laurie, who's pinching ground along the inside. Two lengths back to Tango Tino. And they're followed by Jerry Zander, who's a long way back. As they come down past the 300 metre mark, it's most impressive. Out by two lengths to Laurie, who's trying hard. Think High is on the outside. They're followed by Test of War. They come out inside the 200. Mackenzie Appel goes full bore and most impressive. She's out by two lengths. Laurie's trying hard. They're followed by Muron. But most impressive, she's clear close to home and she wins the Colin Meek Memorial Spring Shore Cup by three. Laurie second, third's tight. Yes, most impressive taking out the Colin Meek Memorial Springshore Cup on Saturday. Ridden by Mackenzie Appel and trained by Glenda Bell, co-owned by Ms G Bell and Mr SK Power, who is with us this morning. Congratulations, Scott. <laughs> Welcome to Bushbeat. Hey, thanks, Payne. Good morning to you. Good morning, Robbie. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, good morning to you, Scotty. The, the excitement you must get when you're calling your own horse uh, home, it certainly showed through. Yeah, it is, mate. You, but you've still got to stay that bit composed, Robbie. Um, yep. yeah, it is exciting, but, that, you know, you get the old adrenaline flow there, mate, but uh, you've still got a job to do, mate. And, you know, you've got to do it the best you can under them circumstances. And uh, she was very good, uh, most impressive on Saturday, winning the Colin Meek Memorial Springshaw Cup. Uh, Mackenzie Appel's now had five rides on the mare. She's ridden a, three winners, uh, a second and a fourth. And, um, yeah, we've had a good little run with her. Um, most impressive. Uh, now only had the 17 starts, and she's won five races out of those 17. And I think we've had her for 10 of those starts for four wins um, since coming up from the David Van Dyke stable. And, uh, no, she's a, she's a trier, um, and she, she's very consistent. Uh, and she was very good over there on the, on the dirt track. Uh, too good for Laurie, trained by... Uh, Matty Crop, written by Savannah McCann. And finishing in third spot was Think High for Emma Bell and Tony Schofield. But Glenda's done a good job with Most Impressive. And Mackenzie Appel, um, she's that apprentice. Uh, she's apprenticed to Ricky Vale. Uh, she's on the way up and she continues, continues to improve each week. Hey, Scott, Scotty, talking about these apprentices, uh, young Emily Pomfret. Now, she had a first winning ride back at Tambo not that long ago. And on the weekend, with her first ever double, she'd actually come off two cup wins in a row in the previous two Saturdays. Really informed, she gets her first double in her career and uh, outrides a four-kilo claim with win number five coming up with the second leg of that double. Yeah, exactly. I spoke to Emily on Saturday, Robbie, over there at Springshore, and she's apprenticed down in the southeast corner. She's been doing the miles to get the more experience. As she said, if she stayed down that way, she would get minimal rides, but she's prepared to do the miles and uh, track out and get the full book of rides at these country meetings. And, and she did ride her out, out, outride her four kilo claim and uh, she teamed up with the Wayne Baker stable in Murphy's River in race number two. That was the, the cutest maiden plate, uh, the spill of beans gelding. And Murphy's River was uh, too good for the top weight, Mashani Captive, uh, ridden by Nat Summers and trained by Ian Shaw. And finishing in third spot was not quite like Jack Dylan Bennett for Craig Smith, but no, she's riding in good form, Emily. She's been riding since July, as um, as you said. She only just started recently, and um, no, she's she's going to do the miles and get that experience under her belt. Uh, and she was able to team up with the Baker Stable and make it a double with Menindi in race number three. That was the the Ralston Open Cut Open Handicap over the 1100 metres, and that was a pretty good field. That only the four runners, but it was a good quality field of four runners. Um, Menindi and Wayne Baker and Emily Pomfrey combined, as I said, for the double, defeating Coins Road for Savannah McCann and Maddie Crop. And finishing in third spot was Awanichi, Mackenzie Appel and Raymond Williams. Um, and that was, uh, yeah, three of the five races we've, we've um, alluded to so far, Robbie. Um, we opened proceedings up there on Saturday with the um, benchmark 55. And that's seen 
Uh, super Slick make it two wins on the trot for Billy Trimble of Bluff. It won a Bluff in my style, but Johnny Rubb was able to get it out and get it going, and she was able to kick strongly, Super Slick, because she was clearly headed by Rodash when they come down past the 200-metre mark and was able to kick back and hold Rodash. Um, and Billy Trimble's done a good job uh, keeping Super Slick fresh and uh, has only had the three starts for the stable now and won two and was well-ridden by Johnny Rudd. That was his only ride for the day. Rodash, Savannah McKenna, and Matty Crop finished in second spot and third in the event uh, was Old Town Road for Cheryl Rogers, who also trains that horse um, in third spot. That was the first of it on the card. The um, Jenny Bell and Emma Bell combination. Now, you talk about horses for courses. Two from three at the track. She's our empress in the Class B. Yes, she's only won the, the two races, and they both come up on the Springshore track, and uh, Emma, um, I spoke to Emma after the race, and um, she told me that she well and truly earned her riding fee on She's Our Empress. She's one of those horses you just have to keep niggling at. Uh, she was able to tack onto them at about the 900-metre mark because she normally gets right back in her races, She's Our Empress. But uh, Jenny freshened her up uh, from the longer journeys, and, uh, yeah, she was able to uh, get to uh, the lead when they straightened up. She came out wide on the track, which was the place to be, and was able to hold off Smicko for Craig Smith and Dylan Bennett. And finishing in third spot was in his time for Savannah McCann and Colin Storch. But, yeah, no, it was good to see her bounce back and, and win the Class B. She's our empress. Um, she's very, um, you know, been a little bit uh, inconsistent of late, but it was good to see her bounce back. And, and Jenny Bell done a great job to freshen her up and was ridden to perfection by her daughter, Emma, in getting the money in race number four. But most Im- most impressive, certainly lived up to its name as the most impressive win of the day. And, of course, the uh, the Springshore results, you get these big margins, don't you? They tend to want to all come the outside uh, part of the track uh, on race day. Yeah, for sure, Robbie, and some horses handle it, mate, and as you know, um, you've seen it out in the Western Circuit, some don't, and uh, those margins do certainly span out. Also on the day, they, they presented the Capricornia uh, Country Racing Awards for the, um, the previous year, and Leon Roberts was on hand to present the winning jockey to Brookie Johnson. Uh, Brooks, the apprentice, um, she's apprenticed to Clint Taylor in Rockhampton. Uh, she did have an injury earlier in the year, and she's taken everything in her stride, Brookie. She's a very, very... Um, promising young rider on the way up and uh, won't be long before we see her riding at the provincials in Rockhampton, etc. Um, she is riding in McKay today. Um, but, yeah, it's certainly uh, very, very promising and improving. Glenda Bell took out the training award and Arwanichi, trained by Raymond Williams, took out the Horse of the Year award. So, yeah, those awards were presented there on, on the weekend. And it's great to see them being put up on social media, those results in clubs recognising this. And, uh, of course, talking about tracks and margins, you're probably going to see a bit of that at Twin Hills with the uh, the two-day program up there. And what a wonderful weekend that is for the people who get there. I mean, you've got the camp drafting, the rodeo and the music. And they even have mass for, um, I noticed today on social media, they're advertising uh, mass with uh, one of the local priests I take it will be in attendance so really does create a family environment and I'm sure you're going to be enjoying that one Scotty. Well certainly will Robbie um, yeah trekking up there and um, I'll do uh, both um, both jobs this year actually doing the MC and the race calling. Alan Guilfoyle uh, passed the uh, microphone over to me last year. Alan has retired from calling but um, not sure we may get him to do one up there for over the two days because um it just won't be the same with our Gillies' um, dulcet tones up there for Twin Hills. It's uh, a great country atmosphere, as you said. Uh, the racing is the two days. Uh, the camp drafts for the two days. They stopped the camp draft about midday on Friday. They all trek over to the races. They did cut the tickets this year. Um, it's a 100-year celebrations up there this year, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be 
a bigger and better uh, weekend. Uh, Friday night we'll see the, the radio event. We'll also watch a bit of the football on the, the TVs over there at the radio grounds and then back into the racing Saturday. Um, and the committee do a great job up there. They only race once a year, Robbie. Unfortunately, we do clash with the Longreach Cup meeting um, on that Saturday, but I wish the club all the very best out there also. But, yeah, no, I, I know where I'll be trekking, mate, and um, I'll be certainly uh, relaxing for that uh, few days up there at Twin Hills. Well, if you're back in range, we'll get you back next Tuesday to let us know what happened at Twin Hills on the weekend. Good on you, Scott. <laughs> hey, thanks, Tony. Good morning to you. Good morning, Robbie. Good morning, everyone. Always the way, Rob, that there's always too many choices to be able to go to. I had invitations to go to Toowoomba for the Wheatwood on Saturday, uh, to Twin Hills uh, to enjoy the carnival there. But, yeah, long-standing association with Longridge Cup means I'll be at Longridge on the weekend. We've still got a couple of meetings that we need to get through. Uh, this is what happened in Saturday's Gympie Spring Cup. 500 to go. Nine cigars giving a bit more leather up front. Still leads by about two lengths from Bonnie and Clyde. Hurricane Hall's on a wide run there. Followed by True Tally just being pushed along inside the 400. So too the stablemate three strikes from Littermont. And Lipstick Lies is last of all. Nine cigars just about to be joined on terms by Hurricane Hall. And three lengths there further back. Under the bat there is True Tally as they swing for home. It's Hurricane Hall taking the lead from Nine Cigars and boots away. Bonnie and Clyde whacking away, but Hurricane Hall's going to come down to the post. A big win in the Spring Cup. Hurricane Hall about four lengths of the wire. Nine Cigars second. Third was yes, Hurricane Hall winning by, would you like it to be, five and a half lengths, uh, defeating Nine Cigars and Bonnie and Clyde. And we've, I think, had a bit of a theme this morning, Rob, horses for courses. This is a horse that just loves the track there at Gympie. Yeah, it's won its last three runs at the track, three from five in total for the Artie Schiller. And, and also talking this morning about these young apprentices doing a great job, this Gabby Sammons, I didn't realise, already down to the two kilo claim. And, of course, this was the second of a race-to-race double for trainer Tony Hayden uh, with Hurricane Hall with the Spring Cup. She had also kicked home in the previous race uh, Babu King, uh, first run at the track, which is a little bit of a difference there, but uh, handle it to a nicety and again won by a big margin, 4.8 over daytime martinis and rawhide. So Gabby Sammons continuing in this uh, great um, riding form that she's in, of course, uh, t- uh, apprenticed to the... Um, now, which stable is she with, Tony? Um, Ryan Tyrrell and Tom Ryan Martin. Tyrrell and... Yep, so... Great work, Gabby, get, uh, to get that double. But Hannah Phillips bookended the program. Um, she had Fort Meyer in the first. Uh, one win and three placings from five at the track for Deborah Corbett. Defeated Muscle Lines and Mazabel. And uh, in the final race on the program for Malcolm Bailey, she kicked home Kenny Boy. It's also uh, its first win out of five on the track for the Sebring Galloper. Uh, so Hannah Phillips uh, continuing in a good uh, riding vein of winning form. Uh, Morgan Butler, not to be outdone, got the win for Dr. Emma Hargrave with Logan's Blade, uh, the Equiano Galloper defeating Igbu and Viceman in the benchmark 55. But often is the case with the sand tracks, Tony. Not only are the margins uh, quite large in cases, you put a line through a lot of that, but uh, horses for courses and uh, jockeys in form is the um, order of the day. But uh, also when you go to the North Gregory meeting at Winton, uh, great to see experienced jockeys such as Brendan Newport, uh, who's been travelling. He's been travelling as far west as Cunnamulla. He's been picking up winning rides left, right and centre. And it was great to see him get a double on the day. And he kicked home one, as part of his double. And it was a double also for trainer Philip Cole, uh, the, uh, the winner out of um, Winton with Great Boulder.
might have lost had a replay again. there. The two of these have been going at each other from the get-go. Great boulder on the outside of Highland Eagle. Three lengths back to Luna Gloyd, who's under the pump. Mondial Express is next. Miss Bossy on the inside. There's Iron Mask for it. Pictar. 250 metres to go. Great boulder goes on the outside of Highland Eagle. Iron Mask is running on strongly, as two is on the outside. Mondial Express. Great boulder and the cheers of Team Cole go to the front. Great boulder. A double to Newport and Cole beats Iron Mask. As Andrew Watts said in the call, Team Cole cheering Great Boulder home. Yes, the second leg of winning double after Cole Hearn had taken out the previous event in the Benchmark 65. Yeah, second year in a row, Philip Cole has uh, done the Batuta Birdsville Baduri trek and he did it this year with uh, good success as well. And uh, Brendan Newport supporting the team and then he's continued on to Winton. Unfortunately, he's not coming through uh, Longreach. He's heading his way back to uh, Darwin, but great to see uh, Phil getting these winners with Colhoun in the previous race over an in-form Morricone and Sharpe Ruler, both gallopers in uh, good form. And as I said, Brendan Newport uh, combining there, race-to-race double, getting the uh, rewards for uh, the long treks that he's been putting in as uh, an experienced um, senior jockey, uh, as did Anna Bacos. Uh, she's developing a good association with Ray Herman and his horses, and Zarossa is a point in case. He's had 20 runs and now two wins, but he's been in the money the last five runs, Zarossa, and he got up over secret quality in a uh, probably a long neck margin with uh, Cenas coming, and, and Anna is, uh, has been also sticking to the, the country circuit, doing the miles, and, of course, it's great to see them getting the results. She she just missed in the first race. She was on positive reward for Kerry Crow. But Tanya Parry bounced back with a winner on the day with magic succession. And look at the jockey there, Keith Ballard. It was a second run for the stable. And uh, Keith, with uh, all his experience, was able to guide magic succession home with a, a patient ride coming over the top in an 800-metre race. This Whittington Galloper, a little bit too strong in the line in the end for positive reward. An eagle light into third uh, place. And the other winner on the day, of course, came in the Curly Cattle Transport Open Plate. Uh, Boy Foster timing, uh, teaming up with Tyler Leslight. Now, here's a horse had its uh, a go at 1,600 metres at Emerald last start. Ran fourth. I think it was behind Jerry Zander. Uh, and this one, bittersweet pluck over the 1,400. Seems to really enjoy that journey. And it was too strong for Gypsy Biker, who's been around all the last season for Dave Rewald, running in all the Cups races. And I'm sure I saw him nominated in the Longreach Cup. And Music Award for Boy Foster into third place. So... Uh, a good little field for that open handicap. I'm not too sure those runners, maybe apart from uh, Gypsy Biker, will be headed towards the uh, Longreach Cup. Uh, most of those gallopers seem to be suited to the uh, 1,400 metres, but uh, Boy Forster and uh, Tyler Leslie getting that win there to wrap up the uh, North Gregory Turf Cup uh, program. And uh, again, congratulations to Brendan Newport, Philip Cole on that race-to-race double, Tony. They're starting to filter the nominations through now. I see for the uh, Mount Isa Spring Cup on Saturday, there's six already nommed in the field there in amongst 53 nominations that are starting to uh, filter through. And for the Tarum Cup, wow, they've got 16 nominated for the Leichhardt Hotel Tarum Cup as part of the Country Cup's Challenge Qualifier Series in amongst 57 nominations there. So Mount Isa and Tarum with Country Cup's qualifiers this Saturday, as is the Longreach Cup and Country Stampede qualifiers kicking off at you and Amateurs on Friday and then also a leg at Mount Isa on Saturday plus Twin Hills this weekend. We've got a lot of great country racing to look forward to this weekend, Rob. 
Yeah, and a good test, I suppose, for that uh, the, that jockey support uh, uh, table that we were mentioning earlier that uh, Cameron Parking set up. Uh, when you start getting these meetings, these the, the two days, etc., and I think once you get past that five country meetings and into six, it does stretch the uh, the resources a little bit. So it'll be really good to see the uh, the jockeys that they're really making an effort to get around, continue to do so. Uh, because there's plenty of uh, great success to be had on country tracks, and we'll be back next week, Tony. I can move on into Barcold, and unfortunately, <laughs> I've got to go back and keep working now at Barkers until we do get to uh, meet up again on the weekend for the great Longreach Cup meeting, which we'll be looking forward to with a lot of anticipation. Yeah, looking forward to a, uh, a real good uh, meeting coming up on the weekend and a great uh, get-together coming up, of course, Friday night with the Calcutta at the Birdcage and another great weekend on the way of country racing. Happy and safe travels, and we'll talk to you soon. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, listeners. Thank you to Rob Luck, uh, Peter Rowe and Scott Power for joining us on the show this week. A reminder, folks, that uh, from the beginning of October, Bushbeat will be moving an hour for, uh, earlier due to daylight saving. We'll be on at 9.30. But as always, the podcast replay is always available for you at the regular places. You find it on Twitter at Radio Tab Oz, and we also put the link out on the Country Punters Facebook page. And we'll be back next week to talk country racing once more on Bushbeat.